Hey there, this is uh, Dill Kranz. Uh, my name's Julian Ambler, and I don't really have uh, much in the way of credentials in education, but uh, I co-host this education podcast with my buddy Gabe Zuger, Gabriel Zuger, uh, here with we're we're Dull Kranz again this week. Is that is that sticking? Oh, I don't know. It was uh, did we get another? Uh, copyright infringement. I uh, not not that I'm aware of. Uh, we do we do have to check as always, folks. Uh, you know, there's so many podcasts out there today. It's a competitive naming market. And you know, we're not the most professional podcasters, but I will say about us, we we really do care about IP. We really do. We really we, do. We have a lot of respect for people's intellectual uh, property. Listen, that's no joke. No joke. Um, plagiarizers will be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law here. Well, we don't have power over that. But we we respect when people get somewhere first. Um, Sorry, that's we... why I mail all my ideas to myself. <laughs> Is that wait, does that does that cover copyright? If it goes through the federal post, does well, that it, it doesn't protect? grant you a copyright, but it's a way of proving like the, because it gets date stamped, right? Oh. So it's a way of... I don't think it would actually really hold up in a court of law. You might be able to tell uh, we don't I really like have that. a topic today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we're just... Uh, we're hunting for one. A little bit. I mean, yeah, with the with the prosecution, you know, we were just talking about law and order before. and, and uh... Yeah, and, you know, I personally... I'm very dedicated to law and order mothership and really don't have any patience for law and order colon anything. Yeah, I I feel similarly, um, but I do, my, my wife is an SVU. Yeah, everybody's or, wife is I an mean, SVU person. I mean, and, and I, you know, I, I, I don't want to say anything on that topic because I feel like that's sort of a minefield where I could... Uh, I could wind up saying the wrong thing, but for me, there's just something so classic about that that very predictable law and order pattern of you'll know who your first suspects are, but you know, you're gonna have a body and a Lenny joke in five minutes. Mm -hmm. You're gonna have your first suspects in, you know, eight minutes. You're gonna know who's on trial by minute 22. Mm -hmm. And like, all, it's just, all the beats are there for you, and the bum-bum, like, it just all works. You know, in SVU, I just find people are too worked up about the crimes. They're heinous crimes, absolutely. But <laughs> As they mention in the open, yeah, but, especially heinous crimes. But, the, but, like, you know what? If your job, day in, day out, is to handle these heinous crimes, <laughs> like, you're going to deaden to them. It's, so it's I, like, I, it, I'm, I think I would be grossed out my first day working in, like, an Upton Sinclair jungle-like uh, meatpacking plant. Right. But a year in, not even a year in, if I'm not comfortable in three months, then I really shouldn't be working there. I think that's a very interesting point, and I think it's a point that they address in, in the original Law & Order. All I'm lo you're looking for some detachment, right? This is, this is your everyday job. That's what the Lenny Briscoe joke at the dead body tells you. It tells you... You're not the first fucking dead body I've seen. In fact, you might not even be the first dead body I've seen today. So, and like, I'm pretty tired of looking at you guys, and I'm going to say something funny. I guarantee you that people who do investigate heinous crimes, <laughs> there's a lot of gallows humor 
said Belzer. Rec- that? Rectum. I nope. hardly nope. know. <laughs> Sorry. That was the lamest uh, joke about. Anyway. Yeah. Bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I have not watched oh. any of the Menendez brothers one. Have not like. seen it. Yeah. Have not seen it. Also, not old enough for the Menendez trial to really matter to me. Well, we're, yeah, but that's... not a cultural touchstone for me. That's that's where we are now, right, with, I think, with all the making of a murderer stuff and, um, and well, the O.J. story yeah, the stuff. OJ stuff. Right, you're going to have, you know, five different O.J. tellings. You're going to have Netflix coming out with a new show about, you know, wrongful innocence project stuff and whatever. And now we're just going to have to go through every, you know major trial of the 90s until we're we're basically caught up to date yeah the oj stuff though like i feel like that coming back i guess it was an anniversary for it but also i think it was the 20th anniversary of the verdict or something oh but i really wish they had put that out on all of the things you know this is uh you know 20th anniversary I, yeah i because like you always you know when when it's a 20th anniversary of like a special beer or something like you know you always come out with like a special brew right or like the 20th super bowl it's like yeah let's have a party this is 20 like do you feel like the, the 20th <laughs> super bowl i felt like the 50th, 50th they really they really sold it for 50 you know was 50 the one here in new york uh no 50 was two years ago okay done we're done <laughs> Um. <laughs> I don't watch much football. Uh, but yeah, the OJ stuff at least had like some interesting sort of like class and race stuff. The Menendez yeah. brothers just seems like two psycho kids. Yeah. Not to say that like OJ isn't a heinous individual, just more of it happened within a moment uh, that it it tells an interesting story outside of the actual crime. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, that's certainly what the documentary, you know... Oh, yeah, did you watch the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. good. That's really good. Like, the first episode of it's it is Oscar just, like, good. an education... It's just set up. Yes. race relations in the 90s in... It's all set up. It's gotta be, like, 90 minutes before OJ's name is even mentioned. Yeah, and it's... I, I think I had that stuff in It's like a fucking strokes. Ken Burns documentary. Like, it was, no, terrific. Just yeah. terrific. Um, so, speaking of going back through old trials and old things, uh-huh. I was going back through some of our earlier recordings, um, which, you know, may or may not ever see the light of day. Uh, God forbid. But It uses some <laughs> terrible language. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm, I'm probably going to get hate mail just, just from that reference. Um, but, yeah, so I was going through some of the old ones. and I in our... that, Wait, I, I don't think I was clear. Gabe uses, like, racial epithets and some really misogynistic terms. It's not just bad language. That's much clearer. Thank you. Thank you. We're definitely releasing those for the uh, 100th episode of this now, uh, in which we will have a party. Or maybe just the 20th episode. Because 20th anniversaries are a big deal, folks. Let's not forget. Um, yeah, it's but, your silver anniversary. Is it? I don't know. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, so I was going back through the old episodes, and our first episode touched on a topic having to do with a prominent uh, private school here in New York City, Fieldston. Um, But just the other day in the Times, I saw another prominent private school... um, was being talked about, I believe it was in the op-ed section, it was it was Trinity. Did you see this? This was a, a letter that was sent out by an administrator at Trinity to the parents regarding really, like, ostentatious show of wealth. Oh, and that was the one that was, uh, like, about how parents use Trinity almost like a finishing school. Yeah. And, like, they're... Yeah. That they just push students through it to become I think like the if I remember right uh, it's talking about like we can't just prepare students to be part of like the intellectual elite they also have to be like uh, we want more of our program to be about the ethics mm-hmm. of class and right et right right no it definitely was I mean the way it read to me was sort of as a call to arms, um, and not just to Trinity, but to, you know, really other private schools in the area about, yeah, about being more than just a place where somebody can earn, you know, a degree with a fancy letterhead, um, and, and where we want to, you know, still mold, you know, good individuals. Um, Do they put letterhead on degrees? I don't, I don't. I don't I have don't enough so. of them or look at them enough to know. Um, I mean, I think that if, like, letterhead's normally on the top, right? I guess, yeah. yeah. I just meant, I meant it I as, like, you, you know, the emblem, you know, the Trinity Owl or whatever the fuck they are. Do you know what they are? What's their mascot? I don't know. The Trinity Manhattanite? I doubt it's that, but, or is was that a real guess? No. Okay. I mean, they're by Central Park. They could be the raccoons, maybe. Yeah. I, I was know. guessing owl, just because, like, I know a lot of the fancier ones want to go with owl because you know it's seen as uh, a, a, an intellectual, a, a smart, an intelligent animal. Which actually is surprising now that I think about it that more schools aren't the dolphin. You know. Oh. I believe they're supposed to be smart enough to even operate on the Starship Enterprise if uh, Star Trek 4 would is be any indication. This is a plot that I'm not familiar with. Have I, you not seen Star Trek 4? Is that the one with whales? It's whales! You're right! It's not dolphins! Yeah. Well, they got that wrong. It shouldn't be whales at all. It should be dolphins. Yeah. I, but I can't remember. I I remember that it's they go back in time to They Earth, do. Uh... They need whales for... Oh, it's not that they're operating the machinery. I think there's some enemy that they need whales to communicate with. So I just looked it's it like up. It's like a sea whale. Their mascot is the tiger. Ooh. It's a cool mascot, I guess. That's great! Better than lions. <laughs> it's better than lions. Uh, is it better than bears, though? Well, like, bears... Bears are so common. Like, at least, tigers isn't, is a, a fairly basic animal, but it's not the most common mascot. It's not like bulldogs, lions, bears. There are just too many lions, you're right. Yeah. Oh, bulldogs, that is so overused. My high school. 
or Bulldogs? Uh, we were... It's thanks to Yale, right? It's because... Oh, is that right? Like, I think for school, at least, uh, like, Yale's Good. Bulldog mascot, that whatever the name of that Bulldog is, was, like, one of the first animal mascots for a school. Uh-huh. And so, uh, it just became part of, like just tied to academia right because you don't hear about like bulldogs being professional never uh, nope no nope strictly um high school too i can't think of a college that has bulldogs oh no colleges definitely have bulldogs all right yeah i believe butler is a bulldog oh and that's a serious and that's a pretty program. serious program yeah um Wait, I was trying to think of a dog. Isn't there in Maine a, uh, a like, saltwater dog or a, um, um, uh, sea dog? Sea dogs, yes, because that's another name for, like, seals. So I I think sea dogs is often, like, in in coastal communities, Hmm. a a mascot. I think there's a, I think there's a, a, either Portland or somewhere in Maine, there's, like, a soccer team that's the sea dogs. Um, nice. But yeah, tigers, tigers are better than lions to, to that, to that. You're right. Yeah. We were the, I can't remember if we were the hawks or the eagles now, but I do remember being kind of offended that, um, no, we were eagles in my high school. And I remember feeling weird that our, 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 um, our, our ladies basketball team was the lady eagles. I was kind of like, oh. why can't they just be the Eagles too? Yeah, because also Eagles isn't a gendered noun at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I do not think about. Well, also, the, if your if your team were the Senators, like the like the hockey team in D.C., like would your girls' team be the girl Senators, the lady Senators? Like that just sounds so. I don't know. Also, Senators another. But that's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to think if well, there are there gender, like a, the Spartans? Is Spartan like a? I, I guess the, the, well, Spartan is, no, like the Spartan people, chiefs. Um, what a woman can't be a chief. Well, I, I, okay, so give me a gendered mascot then, because I don't think I know a gendered mascot. Um, I don't know. Uh, the stewardesses. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to think of, like, you know, we're flight attendant now. I was trying to think back to gender. Oh, uh, the the secretaries. Well, but that's not technically a gendered term. Okay, but I see. I see. I thought we were just doing a madman thing now of stewardesses, secretary, the Jonies. Jonies? What's that? Was Isn't Joan... One oh. of the main secretaries on Mad Men. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still running with a Madman thing. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, call it the carousel. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hot take here, reference. he was very good at pitching. <laughs> I mean, all the stuff that he was do you pitching mean, Do was... you mean Don Draper or do you mean John Hamm? I guess both, but it's more Don Draper. More Don, okay, okay. Like, Just checking, because they're both good at pitching. Because it's always... Pitching woo. Because it's always, like, stuff that is obsolete, and I definitely don't want, but I'm like, oh, yeah, I'd buy into that image. <laughs> that, 
That is that is the touchstone of a Lucky good Strike style. is toasted. <laughs> if it if it makes you want to smoke an unfiltered cigarette, you you know you're really selling that ad hard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you that. But yeah, uh, so I know. I guess it's interesting that Trinity is like making the effort to if they're gonna bring up the future leaders of the world that they have to make as a requirement like I know a sense of engaging with the world outside of the very tiny and privileged community that Trinity is yeah I mean I think I think that in in a weird stupid ass backwards way that's something that like high schools and colleges have been trying to get around to for a long time with like having um you know having your college application be about more than just sheer academics you know with it being about like are you volunteering at all are you doing you know charity works you know what sort of like greater projects are you working on or what what things are you committed to um but I think those then all, because they are for that goal of getting into a college, they just come off as like, I'm doing this so that I can get the right school. Not like, I'm doing this because I actually care or have a greater commitment to the world around me. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I I think though, like, it's, it's a thing where it's fake caring turns into actual engagement and I'm sure that that will be a part of Trinity's um, like part of the thinking is that if they force students to be in a space where they're engaging with the rest of the world they will just naturally end up engaging with the rest of the world yeah I mean what I like about it you know even regardless of like what the message was or um, or how it was framed. I, I just like the, the sort of, you know, gung-ho approach of just really putting it out there. You know, this person, um, I'm just looking up their name really quickly. Um, John Allman, the head of school at Trinity, you know, he wrote this letter to the parent body. Like, it just felt like, so often in schools, you can talk around a problem for years, right? And if you get like five staff members, five teachers, five administrators, whatever, if you get five staff members in a school, in a room, you can have 37 opinions and you can just talk yourself out of doing anything. And I love the idea that this, this head of school, no matter how much thought was put into it or how carefully worded it came out, like, this is a shot across the bow. Like, this was, to me, again, I'll say it again, a call to arms of just, like, fuck your entitlement. Like, we aren't just an instrument for your kid to look great or, you know, be, you know, just a stain on, you know, higher education later on and our country. Like, we're more than that. So we expect you to treat us as more than that, and we expect you to treat each other as more than that. Like, you know, it it really, to me, was just... uh, Again, like, I think of academia, and I think of teachers and, and people working in schools, 
as being, you know, on the whole, they're a particularly left-leaning bunch. Um, they can be moderate. They can even be right. But whatever. Um, and I think the left are often characterized as being sort of mamby-pamby and, you know, taking taking un- so many feelings into account that they, you know, become paralyzed by inaction, right? Like, analysis paralysis. And, like, this was just like, anal fuck it, let's, anal paralysis. Fuck your anal paralysis. Like, let's go. Let's say something. Let's do something. Yeah, I mean, I... I think it's on whole a, a good. Um, I think it's also though. I think it's it absolutely one hundred percent has value in rounding out uh, kids who have like no view onto the world other than this incredibly privileged cloistered community. I do think though, like in the same way that you were saying with like college applications and stuff like that that the that they're and this isn't a reason not to do it but it there may it may become pro forma mm-hmm. as opposed to actually becoming like an integrated and meaningful part of the curriculum but I think that's also why it wasn't it wasn't something that was said like at the at the beginning of the year or even addressed to the students themselves it was written to the parents Mm -hmm. you know because and and that to me is all the more powerful that it wasn't saying to the students hey we really want you to take this into consideration because then you are gonna parse your words and you are gonna come off a little differently and the students are gonna like you're saying you know sort of tune in tune out hear the parts that are important to them and what they need to do in order to meet that expectation no matter how phony they may be about it but for it to go to the parents like that like i don't know just for me as a teacher when i write something to the parents like i that's always much more high stakes to me than just saying something to the kid right yeah, than saying something to the student yeah. The parents are your customer, not the kids. They, I mean, in a real way, they are. Um, but in this case, they're also, I think, who John Allman is saying need to take a look in the mirror and need to look at the example that they're setting about how they treat, you know, the world around them and whether they're setting a good example. Did you volunteer in high school? Did I volunteer? I, see, I asked the question... Um, in order to stall for time, in order to think of the right answer to myself. Or I started to ask the question of, did I volunteer in high school? Old classic trick. Um, that answer would be no. I mean, no. I, no, I didn't. Um, you know, there's any number of things I could have done. Again, if we're talking about the purpose of making a college application look good, there's a lot of things I didn't do. Could have done, should have done, would have done. I mean... But, uh, no, I didn't volunteer, and I probably didn't give a fuck, you know, about what was going on around me. We should be clear, though, you didn't go to a super fancy private school. I did not. I went to a public school. Yeah, so you did. I I had an internship. I'm not saying that relieves the the need to volunteer or get involved in whatever. I'm just saying that part of the issue addressed in this letter is being in such a such a rarefied space uh, with just people who have an unbelievable amount of wealth 
yeah. gives a very skewed impression. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, but I think like we're saying, like, I, I think it takes a letter like this, again, to the parents to make change. Because I do think that if my parents had gotten a letter like this, I feel like they would have damn sure been, you know, felt a need to talk about this sort of thing with me and, and really question it and question, uh-huh. you know, what the fuck I was doing with my time. So, um, and I, no, yeah, that's it. And like, I, I, I don't think I got that from them then. And, you know, and I don't think the school was pushing in any kind of big way. Mm. And schools have the power to do that. So you said there was a bunch of things that you would have done differently in high school. You said it in relation to. I mean, I said it, but I don't know if I meant it. Like, like, if you could, if you could go back and do it all over, not prepping for college. I just mean like if, if you could time travel back to your body (laughs) in like ninth grade, you still keep all your memories. You're still like, you know, you know that you did this time travel thing yeah uh how would you change stuff i would not have taken japanese you took japanese in high school i took japanese in high school i i i can't learn a language to save my life i can't and and at this point i know that's just like part of that is just a mental block that i've decided i can't learn a language so it's not gonna happen but in middle school i could not learn spanish at all which is what we were given and so in high school, when I, when I arrived at orientation in ninth grade, I decided, fuck doing Spanish again. Like, that's not going to be fun. And there were all these other offerings, and I thought, Japanese. Like, you know, I've watched a fair amount of anime, love the idea of Japan, sushi. Like, it's, we- you know, it's weird because there's, lang- there's a whole other alphabet I'm going to have to learn. In fact, there's like three other alphabets. This sounds awesome. Signed up, had a blast the first couple of years. Not so much when I was prepping for the Regents, the, you know, New York State tests Mm. um, in Japanese. And then, you know, wound up letting it lapse. And then in college, found I needed a language requirement in college. Wasn't going to go back to Japanese and wound up taking Hebrew because I guess I just hate myself, like, at my core. So I decided learning... Another language was a good idea, too. You know, learning mm-hmm. three languages. Um, uh, not three languages, sorry. Three alphabets um, is definitely the way to uh, keep things. Well, the alphabet is, like, the least hard part about learning a language. But it's not when you then have to, like, keep translating everything back through, like through your phonetic understanding of it into the alphabetic structure of it. Like, I don't know. Fine. I mean, part of that part of that might be me just, like, making further excuses as to why I wasn't any good at them. But, like, really, I just would have taken French. Like, I just would have taken a nice romance language. Or maybe German. I don't know. You know? Yeah. Well. Just something else. That regret must weigh heavy on you. It really doesn't. I just, you know, occasionally there'll be things like, uh, you know, I'll see like a job posting and I'll be like, you know, this is for, you know, such and such must be fluent in Spanish or something. And I'll go, oh yeah, I do live in New York. I do live in like a multicultural world where like speaking Spanish would have been, 
No, and it's not a necessity, but it would have been a benefit in a lot of ways. I used to have a super that only spoke Spanish. I'm sure. I'm sure you guys had a great relationship. Yeah, no, he. Started I'm sure you got a lot done. His phone, and he would type into it what he wanted to say, and it would speak English out to me, and then I would type into his phone what I wanted to say, and it speaks Spanish out to him. That's so fabulous. I I do love that we live in a Jetsons future where we have that kind of technology. Oh, have you seen that like Google Translator earplug? Thing? No, that is so. It's like a babblefish. No, that is such a babblefish. That is straight Douglas Adams. So, you're saying you have seen it? No! Okay. But that's what it is. That's that's science fiction. Yeah. Well, in Douglas Adams, though, it's an animal. And it's the proof that God exists. Is that the proof that God exists? The babblefish? Yeah, because no animal so convenient could exist naturally without there being a God to design it. All right, but what's the meaning of life? Was 42? Yeah. Okay. Just checking. Well, actually, the meaning of life, that's not great. It's like, oh, what's is that? the answer, what's the answer to the great the, question? The great question. Everything? I see. Because then, because what is the What is the meaning of life? life? That's not an answer. Not. Right, 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 right. What's, yeah. what's, what's, what is the answer to the great question? The great mystery. Yeah. 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 42. 42? Yep. Did you Jackie read all Robinson. of them? Did I? Did you read all the uh, Hitchhikers? I read Hitchhiker. I read like Diner at the Edge of the Galaxy or whatever that. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, restaurant. I feel like I read one other. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, if there's more than that, I there's have five. It there's five, and then I think a short story. It waxes and wanes, like you know, this the Diner or Restaurant at the Edge of the Galaxy or whatever it was. So Hitchhiker, Hitchhiker, Ender's Game, Restaurant at the End, <laughs> the Second no. Ender's Game. No, 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 no. Um, wait, I do, I do think the Last Starfighter comes in there at some point. Oh, that's not a franchise I'm familiar with. Oh, you don't know the Last Starfighter? It's a book. I don't know if it was a book. It was definitely a movie in the late '80s. No, um, it's not part of my. Oh, it's totally a premise that gets stolen often, like all the time. Actually, famously, I shouldn't say famously because I don't think it's a show that ever aired, but one episode of Clerks Animated uh, did a really great joke on uh, The Last Starfighter. Um, but the premise is that there's a kid in a you know shit town, has a shit life, and he's playing a video game. Oh, you know what? Actually, I'm pretty sure that's what Futurama steals from in their first episode. So anyway, he's playing a video game, and it turns out the video game is actually a test and it's a test to see who can you know become the next great starfighter that's not but it's, what it's futurama an alien is. test futurama he falls into like a refrigerator no i know but in the first episode he's playing a video game in his pizzeria oh and that video game is the same name as the video game in the last starfighter like it's a it's a no reference it's definitely a reference i see. but it, there's no point where like Fry no, there's gets no point to be a, a general in the star battle. Oh no, that definitely does happen a oh. few times. Like yeah, there, there's stuff in Futurama where Fry, where where Fry is integral to saving the universe. No, no, no. I just mean from playing that video game. But not from playing the video game. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. absolutely not. But anyway, Last Starfighter gets ripped off all the time. 
Well, it's very similar to Ender's Game. It is very similar to Ender's Game. Yeah. Yeah, except Ender's Game has a lot more, like, little kids beating the shit out of each other. Oh, yeah, that's not this. Right. Yeah. Which is it's got a Got a slight, uh, like kinda... slight Lord of the Flies yeah. feel to it. Yeah. More than slight. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are... Do you are... think there's a... <laughs> Wait, you know we're sticklers for IP. Do you think there's a copyright issue here? Should no, we be talking no. to people? I mean, no. Okay. <laughs> you don't want to push too hard on that one. Well, it's just... Just the answer is no, because there isn't. You know, I'm not going to get on this podcast and lie about something just for a comedic premise game. I understand. Uh, But there are, like, uh, authority figures and adults in Ender's Game, but for some reason they do not do anything to break up the vicious bullying. (laughs) That That is very different from Lord of the Flies. Yeah, and I guess... Maybe an approach to teaching, because Ender does become the savior of human beings, because, like, at the end of it, the teacher is like, yeah, I had to let you get beat up and stuff like that, because it helped shape you, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So maybe you should be more hands-off with the little dweebs in there's, there's, There's an interesting documentary I saw um, in graduate school that uh, documented like one day in, I want to say, a, a Japanese elementary school. And part of what they were documenting was just really sort of exactly what you said, how hands-off the teachers were. And there were, you know, there were so many students in each class. Um, and it wouldn't have been feasible for the teachers to be, like, addressing every single thing that came up. But what you notice in watching the video is that when when a teacher isn't addressing something, it usually winds up that the other children start sort of taking up the ropes. And so, you know, it creates this system, this, like, self-sustaining system of, like, oh, fuck, I noticed Johnny, like, totally got decked in the face, and he's crying. Like, nobody's going over and talking to him. I'm going to go ask him if he's okay. And if he's not, I'm going to go find out how I can make him okay. So, like, yeah, there is something to... And, like, that's a natural thing in, like, animals and people of, like, if you, know, you see... the Yakuza starts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot that is what this documentary was. It was just a prequel to... Uh, Ken Burns' some of the, Yakuza. <laughs> Ken Burns' Yakuza. Uh, just panning shots of very tattooed men coy all over their body. Yeah. Like, you gotta love those tats. They are impressive. And they go, like, exactly to the edge of, like, yes. their clothing. Yes. It's, oh, it's, it's, it's perfect. Cool. It's, yeah. It's, it's very calculated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, and it's living artwork, you know? Like... Well, I think, like, Yakuza tattoos started because, uh, back in the day, criminals were tattooed like with their crimes and like those tattoos started in order to cover up right what the listing of their crimes was I love that um and then I think you know at a certain point just became part of criminal culture um as opposed to like Russian prison tattoos which like spell out every crime you've ever committed right but I like I like the idea of the Yakuza one too. Then, um, especially once you get it to being full body, because then 
the implication is like, listen, if you could see my rap sheet, it would cover my entire body. Just imagine what's on there. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah, I... Yeah. <laughs> There's some tough guys. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. If you had to join a gang, which one would you join? Latin Kings. Really? That no. Was... <laughs> Is it because, like, you, like, worse in a lot? It was, it was just the first one that came to mind. <laughs> um, if I had to join a gang... Which one would I join? Uh, damn. Do you want to narrow it down to, like, New York gangs? I don't know. No, because I don't... What are the New York gangs? What, can I join the Purple Gang? They're not really in existence anymore. I don't know what the Purple Gang is. Oh, they were, like, a, an all-Jewish gang in Detroit. In well, Michigan. In like There was, was Murder, Inc. That was New I mean, York. I, I don't know if you would call it a... I guess it's No, it wasn't. History. It was... Yeah. But... You could it's like organized crime. Uh, because they don't exist anymore. Right, right. Well, yeah, the Purple Gang doesn't exist anymore either. I only know about them because I think they shook down one of my grandfathers once. Or, like, threatened his life. Oh, you know, my great-grandfather on my dad's dad's side, who my grandfather hated, but he was, like, a leg-breaker for the unions. Ooh! He would go to, like, shop houses and, like, say, like, guys have to fucking join the union or else what yeah and then one day that's serious biz a bunch of guys had a shop beat the shit out of him and then he became like a shell of his former self and they were incredibly impoverished god that story turned dark fast yeah no my i mean i guess that's the way those stories go but i sort of didn't see it happening poor like he like you know like potato a day type rations and they weren't even either wow um, alright back to what gangs we would join so do you okay. have an answer to this question I mean I don't speak Japanese so probably wouldn't be smart to join the Yakuza but they seem interesting um, I don't know I guess if I was going to do New York gangs I'd join whatever the Jamaican gang is because they cut people's heads off and that's pretty interesting <laughs> Yeah, uh, you definitely want intensity with whatever gang you're you're affiliated with, right? Because you don't want to be with like, you well, don't want to be a gang with a poor rap sheet or maybe you know, I'm thinking poor about rap. It wrong though. Maybe like the gang I want to read about is the intense gang, and I actually want to join kind of like the half-ass gang. Maybe it's not actually that involved. I don't know. What are my time commitments to a gang? Like, do. Like, is that like an occupation? I mean... Well, I think generally your gang has some sort of criminal enterprise that right. is your occupation. Right. Or, well, also, I guess... I mean, most gangs are around the drug trade. Right. More than anything. Yeah. Right? That's, and it's like, uh, turf wars are about, like, where your people can sell. I think I'd want to be more about, like, the kidnapping trade. I feel like with kidnapping, there's, like, well, not a lot Spanish of... Spanish because there's a lot of that in South America. You know, it's one of those things where, like, I don't want to say it's a victimless crime, but, like, if you kidnap and ransom and send a person back, like, it's pretty close to victimless. Or if you would, like... But if you get somebody hooked on drugs, like... Uh... You know, you could join Al-Shabaab or... 
Al Qaeda or something. They like kidnapping people. Yeah, I know this. Actually, this conversation went weird. I'm not in favor We're, of Al Qaeda, but there's a gang. That's a gang. Well, not by like. I guess. Sort of. I guess no, not really. They're a criminal enterprise, but uh, they're not a. They're not a real gang. No. Um, I think I think I think though in third world countries you have I think a lot if you more. don't have tattoos you're just not a gang you know you got gotta have gotta have good tats I think that's a big part now I don't know maybe I'm not I don't know um, and like where does like a gang end and organized crime begin I gangs imply I don't know a certain amount of turf right and like so uh, does organized crime. Yeah, no, for sure, but, like, and a cultural element to it. Uh, organized crime, though, they might have, they might have ties to certain turf and, like, control certain areas, but they're... Oh! I don't know why it took me so long. Yeah. I don't know how it took me so long. And there are people out there that are like, Gabe, come on, the best gang you could join, it's so obvious. The Warriors. Well, that's not a real gang game. But, but that's the gang I want to, I want to, I want to join a gang in a world where the Warriors and the, uh, the baseball diamond guys and the, the roller skate gang. I want to join a gang in, in the that, world where that exists. In that world, the Warriors are your choice? Well, no, not in that world. I guess you're right. No, there are much cooler gangs in that world. Yeah. But I just mean... Like gangs in gang real life are scary. Girls Wait, what? Like a gang of Harajuku girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a gang of like pie makers and they're walking around with their roller <laughs> They had so many fun gangs. Gang of uh, sort of slightly stressed out dads. Just guys in sweater vests yelling, Karen! <laughs> Uh, and, you know, when people invade their turf, it's like, do you know what time it is? Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. I can't you, deal with this right now. If you want to come over to the neighborhood, you come over at a reasonable hour. <laughs> Did you call first? Were you raised or were you fed? <laughs> yeah. I don't think that would be my gang, though. No. No. Yeah, I... I don't think I'll join a gang. I mean, I know that you're into joining gangs, Gabe, but it's just not my thing. It's not so much that I like joining gangs or anything. I think I like, uh, you know, some of the camaraderie aspects, you know, like... Uh, yeah, being like, part of a social club would be fun. Social club, yeah. I also, But I also like, um, you know, the thing about gangs, too, is like there's a, a style, there's an emblem. It's like a coat of arms. Like, I love the idea of a coat of arms, you know, but... Yeah, it's like... I don't, uh, like, the fuck would my coat of arms be? Belong. Yeah. I mean, I That's bet you if you what we're up, all here for, folks. I'm sure there is a Zuger coat of arms. Oh, um, like, I don't know. I, I'm not sure it's necessarily tied to your family in any real way, but I'm sure if you Google Zuger coat of arms, something would come up. Well, that sort of thing always feels so fake. It's like, that. that's the kind of website that, you know, you still look up, and it, it looks like, you know a website from the early 90s with a lot of unverified sources and, you know, maybe... Yeah, the I got font, my coat of arms maybe the, Equifax. Maybe the font is unreadable because it's like, 
you know, hot pink, but on a red background or something. I, I no longer, uh, I, I no longer recognize what you're describing, but I trust you. Yeah. There'll be, there'll be some that remember some of those, uh, really oh, well, funky, like, fan of, websites. I yeah. I era of HTML, WordPress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Websites. Yeah. There's, there's a common between those two. I didn't want people to think that I thought WordPress was... It doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely a comma um, and a couple of spaces. But the... But, yeah. Like, I'm sure sites. I could find a Zuger coat of arms. Like, it, it, you could add it to your tattoos. I, I don't want to add whatever shitty Zuger coat of arms is that What if it's awesome? If it's awesome, I'll consider it. If you were going to design your own coat of arms, what would you put in it? Um... Uh, that's a good question. Like... I know, that's why I asked. I feel like coat of arms, they're not, there. there isn't a lot of literalness to them, right? It's it's all symbolism, you know, like a... Well, like, yeah. No, I know, but like... It's not gonna be like a portrait of your face. I know it's not a portrait of your face, but it's like three clovers means like, you know, this about your family, or like, yeah. you know... But, you know, those, those symbols, you don't have to use like archaic iconography because those symbols at one time might have said something very specific, but, like, you're creating a modern coat of arms. So, like, the iconography should be stuff that speaks to you now. Right. And stuff that effectively communicates your deal now. Right. Hold on, I'm looking up Zuger coat of arms, or I guess maybe is it Zuger, uh, like, family crest? Is that what I should be looking up? I feel like I... I guess that's another one. Zuger family... Um, yeah, uh, like, no, 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 now I got, I got graphs somehow, I think I got bar graphs and line graphs, looking up images of Zuger family crest, I, I think, I think my family was accountants, maybe, and that's why I got bar graphs, I'm, that seems slightly fitting, Oops, Zuger was not bad. Yeah, see? So oh, the other thing I was going to say was that Zuger is like, it's oh, not really it? a common last name. Um, You know, it's like very close and, you know, surely somehow related to Zucker and Zuckerman and all of those, but it's not really there. I only learned a few years ago from my grandmother-in-law that it's Yiddish for sugar. Which, I mean, I guess I should have guessed, but, you know. Mm-hmm. So maybe at some point we were sugar people somewhere, uh, but who the fuck knows? Apparently not the internet. Apparently yes. not. I'm, what would you... You know what Ambler is from? What's Ambler from? It's from, it's the, it is like a vocational last name. It's from people who taught horses to walk in like a, <gasps> at a certain speed. Interesting. Yeah, it's like people who taught horses. The it's like such a niche thing. You would think that like, especially back then, horse trainers would just be horse trainers. Yeah. Right. Like that you. They would have, do everything. Yeah. Right. Because we're talking about like the origin of these names are in like the dark ages. Oh, that's so where it's niche. Hard to for me to imagine like the sectioning of industry that narrow 
I don't know enough for it to become a surname. No, it's fascinating. It's like it's like if you have like a Smith, right? Because like lots of people were blacksmiths or whatever, right? Yeah. And then you had another name for the person that like puts the iron back into the water to cool it down, like well, like no, really sectionalizing, like to me of like you have Smith, but it and then you also have like Shield Smith. Yeah, the equivalent of like uh, a smith that only made like earrings, cutlery. Right? <laughs> cutlery. <laughs> like that, if that's what the last name Cutler was. Right, 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 right. Like, uh, I mean, I you know what that though. Or if you had carpenter, but then you had the person that just makes the like joints of a structure. Yeah, but now that we're talking about these. These sound reasonable. <laughs> Does Ambler still work for you? I mean, I'm happy with it as my last name. Well, but right, like, but I mean, as like a and it just surprised a name me that like you would think you know I could see there being like a name for like a general horse trainer and then like a specialized horse trainer, but like that their specialty wouldn't be just one individual skill. It wouldn't be like the guy who teaches your horse to jump or the, right. it would be like the guy who teaches your horse all the dressage shit right, right. you exactly. know and, and that might be a different guy than you know first trains your horse and he might be a specialist but like someone whose specialty is just teaching a horse how to walk at a certain speed it's weird <laughs> also feels like a skill that horses come <laughs> I was I was definitely waiting for you to get there of like yeah I understand like teaching them to you know uh, it's like having a follow directions instructor but that teaches you how to drive between twenty and thirty miles an hour and then you have another driving instructor who teaches you all the other speeds <laughs> you know it just feels like not that much would change wow yeah that's that's pretty great though. Have any super fun last names uh, in your class? Uh, super fun last names. I mean, because I feel like Zuger is a great last name. It has a great sound to it. It's always fun when like you meet someone with a a fun last name. Yeah, I always yeah I always like the ring of Zuger. Um, I always like the ring of like two syllable last names. I think like two is a good number, like. It's got good mouth feel to it, you know? Um, like an heirloom tomato. Yeah. Just like that. It's got just the right umami flavor, too, you know? Um, That's MSG. Oh, sorry. Um, in heirloom tomatoes? Well, the, I just... The <laughs> MSG... I do put a lot of MSG on my yeah. tomatoes. That's it, right. It imitates umami. Right. Um... Shit, any good last names? I'm trying to think. Well, I just feel like as a teacher, like, you come across, like, just pages with lists of names on them. Whereas, like, I, you know, I don't inter- I I don't feel like I see loads of new last names in front of me. I guess. Day. Yeah. I, I won't say, um, I won't say that, uh, shit, what am I trying to say? Like... They don't jump out. Like, a lot of names, you just, you see them over and over again. I mean, especially in, like, the private schools where, like, 
we see the same families again and again. Or, like, I'll see a last name and I'll think, like, God, you're, like, New York royalty. Or, like, you are somehow related to, you know, the, uh, what's the Vanderbilt? Vanderbilt's. Like, yeah, like, this is some derivation of that. Like, ugh, like, well, boring. What if, uh, this is more, uh, are there any, what now are you finding to be, like, a strangely common first name? Like, in your generation of kindergarten students, like, five years ago, what do you, what's, like, the, not the most common name, but the name that clearly is disproportionately represented in front of you? I feel like, I mean, I feel like this has been a trend for a lot of years, but I think names are going old again. Like, like Ezekiel. Well, uh, not quite Ezekiel. Um, Job. But not, not, okay, not biblical old. But I just meant, like, I don't know, sort of, like, names, names, Gatsby-esque names. You know, like, uh, like, like, like no, you were going to do Osiris. Hashemson. Um, no, but, like, uh, a lot of Charlotte. Like, I can't tell you the number of Charlottes I've met in the last five years. Um closely guarded secret (laughs) i can't tell you i'd have to kill you but uh yeah so shit like that um caroline's another one that comes up all the time um i guess in in boys it's it's all still sort of like jack and you know you still get enough just short for jack which is just short for John. You still get enough John and Jack and Leo and whatever. Like, Leo? You get a lot of Leos? There's quite a few Leo. Huh. Yeah. I mean, I would say, like, everywhere I've gone, there's at least a few. What? Um, I mean, I, I don't think of it as an uncommon name, but I, I'm surprised that it's common enough to be boring. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I don't know. Like you said, that's how they sort of get. Like, you just see lists of names over and over. They do haven't you have even necessarily pocket, been in my class. Do you have back pocket names for your hypothetical children? So this brings us to a really interesting topic that, like, I talk with my fellow teachers about all the time, which is, like, there are times where you get you get to having associations with names of, like, I, it ruins a name. It ruins a name, exactly. And so there have been names in my back pocket that, Tell me the like... Ones you've had to cross out. Well, so before I get to the ones I've had to cross out, like, I'm, I'm a person that I've... I've always taken down interesting names and just, like, written them down in notebooks or whatever. Just, like, names oh, that I write. we all do this. Well, yeah. And I'm not saying that's a normal thing. That's why I'm just explaining. Yeah. But then that was all, like, prior to meeting my wife, who herself has like always written down names and like wanted certain names and wanted to honor this person or that person right that was like your first moment of chemistry that you both weirdly meticulously took (laughs) i mean names you've heard there were a lot of weird bonding things uh but yeah i would say like i would say like maternity and paternity like came up rather early and like wanting to you know procreate um but anyway not to not to keep going too far into that like so uh so anyway i've had to x out a number of names just because they're not on her list or they don't match over or there's no like there's no like middle naming it you know 
Um, but, but so yeah, they're just they're just some names that like uh, I just can't ever get over certain associations, and that's just like they they weren't even names I was gonna use, but it's just like that will never like I will never look at another one of this and not think of that. And now well, I that's just burnt into my brain. Well, I ruined for you or some of the names that you're psyched about still. Uh, I, I feel so weird saying any names because it's like... All right, give me some of Pauline's favorite names. <laughs> I just feel weird saying names that, that are ruined. Like, I don't know who's no, listening out there. No, you don't have to give there. me ruined ones. You can just give me ones that Pauline likes. Oh, oh, on her list of, yeah. of potential names... All right, she loves the name Axel. She loves the name Axel, which at first I had qualms about because it's like, all right, everybody's just going to assume you're named after Axel Rose. Like, like, cause this That's kid, well, but this kid is going to grow up in, in an era where it's like, oh yeah, you could have like a Guns N' Roses fan for a dad who named you Axel after that. Um, but in fact... As if men have that much power left. Well, I guess. Yeah. Based on this conversation, we have none. Um, but yeah, it's, if in Pauline's case, it's actually named after, uh, her mother's boyfriend when they came to United States from Belgium was Axel. So this is not even Pauline's... Like, like, not any well, relation to, to Pauline. That relationship. I mean, really, like, so you important. Didn't say, you didn't say it like that connection. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I'm planning to name all my kids after my mother's former lovers. <laughs> former lovers, exactly. Like, yeah, I'm not sure how everybody in the family feels about that name and having to say it over and over again every day, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Or maybe she's just trying to like change the association. Maybe it's a name that could never be spoken in her house growing up and she's like we're going to take this back. I see. So another one of her names on along those lines is oh, Voldemort. Edward. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the name that shall not be spoken. Um yeah. Um It's a shitty first name. Voldemort? Yeah. Yeah. Also the N word. Was it not his name? Was it not his first name, I mean? Well, he was like Tom Riddle, remember, for sure, oh. and then he became Lord Voldemort, which implies that it's a last name. I guess, but, right. You know, it's it's a lordship, a self-appointed one, but like, lordships aren't necessarily your last name, you'd be lord of. Right. All I can think of now is Earl of Sandwich. I'm struggling to think of words. <laughs> Earl of Sandwich, Duke uh, of... Lord uh, Suffolk, Lord yeah. Norfolk. Lord Byron. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah, shit, what else was I going to say? Oh, anyway, I was just thinking of something else funny of, uh, like, last names becoming first names, or, like, titles becoming names. I vaguely remember, I don't know if this showed up in a movie or a show or something, but a story of somebody naming their child Mahatma. And, like, obviously, a, like, an American naming their child Mahatma. And not realizing, what? Well, it's not a first name. Isn't Mahatma? Isn't Mahatma a title? Isn't it like? Oh, oh, uh, I don't think it was Gandhi's first name. Like, I thought it was a an honorific. That might be right. Yeah, and so I thought you were thinking that uh, Indian names were like reverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No. No, but so, and, and there being, like, people 
just like, wait, are you, are you kidding? Like, you can't name, like, that's like naming your child Buddha, you know? Which, I'm sure I'll get a, a student Buddha. named Buddha at some point based on this conversation. <laughs> I guess uh, people do name their kids after, like, Hindu gods. Like, Lakshmi. Yeah. Uh, Vishnu. Right, but you wouldn't name your kid after Brahman. Like, like the All-God or the Godhead. Like, that doesn't make... Like, ki- people name their child... <laughs> Jesus, right? Or I Jesus. My kid, Jehovah. Jehovah. <laughs> or Yahweh. I haven't decided. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of un- unsayable names. It's like... <laughs> it's a real Sophie's choice. <laughs> Between Jehovah and Yahweh? Mm-hmm. You can't go wrong, man. I say double down. Hyphenate. Oh, one's a middle name? <laughs> one's a middle name. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Uh, Plus, then you get to have those tattooed on your body in, like, a very obvious place, you know, because... Are you going to get your kids' te- names tattooed on your body? I've, I've thought about that. I've thought about that. I mean... How else will they know you love them? Exactly. Like You don't plan to be around. Well, and I'm not going to tell them I love them. Like, I'm not stupid. Yeah, your parents did that. Look how you turned out. Exactly. Um, yeah, I... I don't have any names in mind. No. No. I mean, sometimes I hear people's names and I'm like, oh, I like that. But you but do have all those names tattooed to your arm already. What? Yeah, but those are like, just so I'm ready. Oh, like, I see. I, I don't want to have to go to a tattoo parlor uh, right, right, right. after my first child's born. It was that first paycheck you just felt so flush you wanted to knock them all out at once and, you know, cross them off later. Yeah, I've actually already had wedding invitations made, uh, so I, I just have to find a woman named Karen I can marry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm a planner. Yeah. It's good to be that way. Are you or Pauline more of a planner? She's more of a planner. Figures. Yeah. I mean, I'll plan if nobody else is going to do the planning, you know, but... Otherwise, I I prefer a, a seat of your pants kind of feel, mm. or like like uh, like planning in the moment. Like you know how like they say like premeditated murder. You don't have to premeditate it like months in advance. You can decide in like that instant, mm-hmm. but it's still murder because you like thought. Of, that's my kind of planning. Like I want to think about it in the moment, but then like really murder the shit out of it cool yeah i'm a bit of a planner i think yeah 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 i see that i i not like extraordinarily so but it does give me like comfort to feel like i know what i should be anticipating throughout the day or like more it's like it's a bigger stroke stuff like i don't have to be a planner about like what i do on any given night but when I when I feel uncertainty about my future, just in general, when yeah. it like feels loose and I yeah. don't know where it's going, what I get very anxious. So what do you do about that? I remain anxious. I see. Um, but like, I, do you have any like it? You know, it's a thing that's happened to you before. Do you have any like coping tricks or you know stuff that you can, know? It's like I search for somewhere safer that. 
I feel like I can be productive somewhere where I can put a bunch right. of energy to be productive. Right. Right. Uh, but if like some, compartmentalize, there have, been, there have been moments in my life where like I don't feel like I have any particular outlet that's where I can be actively productive in a way that will like show fruit. Right. Um, and yeah, I just get really edgy. That's tricky. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's especially tricky in like the creative fields, right? Of yeah, which may, I you know project to project. Yeah, I'm not in love with that. Yeah, but we'll see. Um, I don't know any uh, last thoughts for the audience. Gabe? Uh, just just that you're growing the shit out of that beard right now, man. It's looking good. Um, thanks for listening. Drive safe. Thank you.